Hey all, today I'm going to be talking about three tips, three strategies you can use to help you to overcome stiffness in your playing, uh, increase your fluidity and decrease the chances of injury. So three things that you can work on or learn or, or do in your playing. Um, so yeah, very practical, straight up. If you've been struggling with stiffness in your wrists, if you've been struggling with pain, uh, you'll probably want to listen to this episode. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, this is a varying level of challenge for different people, right? Um, for me, I, I've, uh, everyone starts out stiff. I teach a lot of students who struggle with that stiffness and have to let go of it over time through different exercises and, you know, um, techniques. But, you know, there's uh, different reasons why people get stiffness, right? And uh, pain. And the reasons can be surprising so you can come at it through from three different angles i'm going to talk about them individually these angles but they cover a quite a wide range okay so one of the first things you can do to decrease your stiffness when you're playing is to work on your diet and your sort of your lifestyle habits basically so for example um one thing that really helped me out was to start work was to start taking a supplement at one point and, and a joint care tablet right because that was um at one point i was experiencing a lot of pain and having joint you know taking something to take care of my joints properly really helped recovery but um i'm a believer that you know you can you can do things like this to help you know take supplements and things like that or you know change your diet to stop getting so much inflammation and that can really help a lot but it doesn't help if you keep doing something in your in your technique that causes pain and damage to the ligaments right so the second thing that's really, really crucial in, and not just, I mean, generally is in learning your technique is to basically understand and get proper training and instruction in Gladstone, in the Gladstone and the molar stroke, right? Learn how to play molar, learn how to play the Gladstone free stroke and, and learn them both really, really, really well. Because here's the thing, like your grip and the way you hold your stick um, manifests as a natural habit based on what you, how you normally play, right? So when you learn Molar or you learn Gladstone or, or well, you kind of have to learn Molar basically, end of, if you want to master it. Gladstone's like the first step, but Molar is the real, is the real deal. That's where you need to go to uh, get rid of injuries. I mean, that's what um, was used by uh, Neil Pert, you know, later down the line to help him extend his career because he was causing himself a lot of injuries from not learning it. So anyway, um, I came to this because of having a lot of wrist pain myself on my right side. Um, and you know, it's funny when I first started learning molar, I had pain on my left side because of a long-term injury, uh, long-term, well, actually it's an acute injury. I, I snapped my wrist, um, and I managed to keep playing for years, but then later down the line, I ended up with pain with my right wrist and I thought my molar was good. Right. And I went to study with this man, Henrik Dumeda, and, um, I finished the whole hand technique course now. And before I started that course, I was getting pain within a couple hours of drumming, like an hour to two hours of drumming. I was getting some serious pain in my right wrist that wouldn't go away and it could get worse sometimes over a few days. And I was starting to slow me down. I was starting to feel like, you know, maybe um, I was getting to that age where I was going to start to get injuries and problems, right? But I thought, I, I'm not going to believe that. I want to I want to pursue this and keep moving forward. So let me um, relearn my technique. So I went through the hand tech with them. Um, this legend and uh, by the time I finished now like recently I was doing a, I had to do a submission of, um, some, of some some performances for this course and it took me 10 hours um, on the last day to record it all because I really wanted to push them to the limit over the week and um, 
I uh, on the last day I was really struggling to get out versions of them I was happy with. So I, I literally was drumming for 10 hours in one day. It's the most I've ever done. And I had no pain the next day whatsoever because I've been, you know, honing my technique. I know how to hold, I know how to hold the stick well. I know how to flow and I know how to relax while I'm playing properly. You know what I mean? So I'm not causing unnecessary tension in my wrist and therefore causing injury even at high speed, right? And so as a result of that, now I can play, you know, for as long as I want again, and I don't have to worry about like large amounts of pain and I'm not even taking the supplements anymore. I took them in the beginning to help, but I don't need them so much now. So, you know, obviously I, I prefer not to, you, you know, use supplements unless I absolutely need them. So for now, I'm not gonna worry about it and then we'll see if uh, anything crops up in the future. But um, yeah, so, you know, mastering my technique, getting my molar together has completely transformed that area. Um, and my main problem was I was getting some really slightly jolted movements like I, you know it was partly my grip I needed to adjust to a degree the way I was gripping my stick slightly in the fulcrum area but I also need to, needed to stop whipping my wrist outwards so much and work on a really simple you know fluid waving movement through my wrist and and in the end you don't even worry you know once you're going at high speed your elbow barely gets any movement it does it it just flicks a little bit you know and just condensing the movement learning how to condense that movement into its finest and most essential parts so that i don't um waste any energy and i don't cause any unnecessary damage to the ligaments in the movement that's so, you know what i mean so it becomes pretty effortless so working on technique is an essential step um obviously to getting rid of pain the third and, and stiffness and the third thing that's really important to pay attention to when it comes to stiffness is um is your mental state because um no matter how you know no matter how hard you try to relax physically if you're not relaxed mentally you can't really fully relax physically it's very hard so um you know i highly recommend learning the art form of you know meditation and and um you know whatever that means to you for some of you that might mean prayer you know but basically a de dedicated practice where you learn to still the mind and let go of uh, unnecessary stressful thoughts and the other thing that i find really helps with mental relaxation um is just good habits of actions like you know if you're in a stressful place sometimes we get so knotted out up about what we're doing that we kind of don't mean to but we kind of like alienate ourselves through our actions we start to you know inadvertently you know get mean with people or lose our compassion for people and start to become selfish in our choices um, and it, all of this leads to a lot of mental tension and stress. If you can, um, trust me on this, if you can just like start to decide that on a daily basis, you're gonna do something for someone that they can't repay you for, just do something nice to help someone for no reason other than just to be, be a nice person, just to do it for the sake of itself. Um, no expectation of reward or anything. If you just do that for a few days, um, I promise you, your, your state of mental health and peace will increase exponentially and you'll find that you just feel 10 times more relaxed just naturally because you just feel like at ease in, in the life choices you're making and, and with yourself. If you combine that with some practices that help you to still and relax the mind and the body, um, and you know, that can involve some breathing practices, it can involve, you know, whatever, but basically, you know, um, find something that you can do that works for you for me it was mantra in the early phases that really helped and i and i use prayer as well and all sorts of things you know um to help me to still my mind and be present and it's really about you as a person finding what practices work for you to help you to access that space and if you can develop that um kind of capacity that mental 
state of relaxation and acuity, you can then bring that into your drumming practice and that will transform the way you play. Tai Chi and, med and, and, and Qigong and stuff like that have worked wonders for me as well. And particularly powerful Tai Chi in the sense that you're practicing the art of relaxing the body anyway as part of the job. So you're relaxing the mind and the body at the, at the same time. So worth taking up things like yoga, um, Tai Chi, things like that, if you really want to master or, or Qigong to help you to learn how to relax the body and relax the mind at the same time and harmonize them. And then as you learn that skill set, you can reapply that to your drumming environment. And Bob's your uncle, you got yourself uh, a relaxed mind, a relaxed body, and the capacity now to um, take your technique to the next level because tech, high levels of technique are primarily focused on, you know, basically getting rid of the unnecessary it's not about adding anything it's more about taking things away it's about finding out what naturally works in the body where the way it wants to move the way gravity is working and working with it and becoming efficient and allowing the body to move as it moves best in order to deliver the, the maximum amount of output for the minimum effort so you know just keep that in mind as you progress with your technique and just think about taking things away taking away tension taking away unnecessary movement over time um, you kind of have to make things bigger at first in order to explore the way the body naturally moves when you learn molar. But then as you understand how the waving motion works and how the body naturally wants to whip and flow, you can then start to minimize the, the amount of movement you need in order to deliver the same amount of velocity through that whipping motion. So, you know, these kinds of concepts are things that need to be understood over time. And they begin in the mind, you know, they begin in the mind and the connection of the mind and the body. If you can start to master and harmonize those two together, you can access levels of technique that were um, most likely un unavailable to you right now. So, yeah, I hope that's helped you. Um, I've got to go and teach now. So I'll catch you in the next episode. All right. Have a great day.